Hey there, this is Ryan and Victoria Cole. Welcome to Needed Conversations. And we're so excited about what's happening this month. We've got um, some challenges that we're doing for those who are married and those who are single, right? That's right. We're so excited because we're in a new series. Yeah, and the series is called... Praying Your I Do's. Praying Your I Do's. What an interesting concept. You know, this idea came to us several years ago. The idea of praying your I do's um, instead of just standing on your wedding day and making a bunch of fluffy statements about that other person that really when you're in the throes of marriage, don't do you any good, right? Mm -hmm. But really making a commitment in your vows to pray for your spouse and that you are also praying in the direction of the commitment that you've made to one another to be faithful, mm -hmm. to love each other in sickness and in health, to walk with each other in, through all of the seasons of life and to build something of significance together. And so my challenge for couples all over the world is to take your I do's and translate them through the language of prayer so that you can really tap into um, God's supernatural power that will strengthen your bond as husband and wife, but also it will uh, push you into fulfilling your purpose together. Yeah, I love that prayer is the fact that it's a reminder for us that we're in a covenant with Jesus, but it's also a constant reminder that we have made this commitment and covenant with one another. That's right. I think a lot of us go into marriage um, thinking that this is a contract and maybe even in our minds, if, if we understand that it's a covenant or we said that this is a covenant, we act like it's a contract because if this person does not fulfill the their end of the bargain, then we're let down and we're disappointed. And this is why prayer is so important because it keeps you grounded in who you are and your personal identity. So of, of course, before we jump into talking about, you know, a praying wife and a praying husband, which we're going to break those down in the next few weeks before the challenge, um, we are going to talk about and uh, teaching you about prayer and what prayer truly is. Ryan actually wrote a book on prayer. This was one of his first books called Constructing Paradise. If you have not read it, you need to pick it up. It's at RyanColeEmpowerment.com. A phenomenal book. Um, I mean, you uh, we've already had so many people saying, you know, reviews about that. It's like a study guide Bible, uh, not study guide Bible, but a study guide book where you like sit and make notes uh, because people struggle with their prayer life. They struggle to be intentional with it and they struggle to have that conversation with God. And partially it's because they have a different understanding of God and who he truly is to them. Uh, but I think prayer helps to shape and form that lens and help yeah. you view God in the right perspective. Uh, we overcomplicate prayer, mm -hmm. but in its simplest form, prayer is communication. And if you're able to effectively communicate with God, that's going to help you to effectively communicate with your spouse. And that's why it's so important to pray for your spouse. And that is why we are hosting the three-day Praying Your I Do's Challenge on September 21st to the 23rd. It's a free challenge that you can jump into right now by texting the words I do to 864-428-7131. 
864-428-7131. It's in the description. It's in the link in our bios on Instagram and, and social media everywhere. Just text the word I do and it'll automatically um, dump you into this challenge where uh, you'll be invited to a private Facebook group where we're going to be hosting three nights of prayer, giving you the language to pray for your spouse, prayers of protection, prayers of healing and forgiveness, uh, prayers for favor and and success in your career and calling, and um, prayers of unity. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be showing you how to pray for your spouse on a daily basis, just starting with these three days on September 21st to the 23rd. So if you are married and you know anybody who's married, text them, let them know we've got to be in on this challenge. And let's really recommit ourselves to the covenant that we made to one another. And let's dig our heels in in prayer and ask God, what's the next for us? Mm -hmm. And I think that this is an important time to pray together with your spouse because we're rounding out the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And 2022 is going to be upon us before we know it. And um, we always wait until January 1 to decide what our year is going to look like. But what if you got a jump start on that by starting this month, September? Um, from a Hebrew perspective, we're actually getting ready to jump into the Jewish New Year. Mm-hmm. And I always look at that as a marker in my prayer life every single year is how can I pray into the new year instead of being caught up in the surprise of what the year could possibly bring. And it's important for you and your spouse in prayer to come together so that you can write a vision for where you want your life to go in the coming year and how you're going to manage the unexpected obstacles in life that come come at you, you know, you know, if you're having a spouse that may not be, you know, in God and the Lord, we want you to join for sure. But I want to encourage you to bring your spouse with you. I know sometimes it can be awkward to start start those kind of challenges yourself. Um, It's either awkward or it's it makes it very hard. So just having something outside of you two just trying to get something going, this will be a really great opportunity for you guys both to learn how to pray for one another. So it's free. Make sure you join again, text the word I do to that number that we said, and it's again in the description and you'll be uh, opted in to, um, to join this challenge right away. It's called praying your I do's and let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Just discussing what is prayer because prayer seems like this mysterious thing, right? And then even thinking about praying with your spouse can feel sort of awkward yeah. because most people are already uncomfortable praying themselves. And now it's like being put on the spot. Right. Yeah. And we think it's got to sound very flowery and beautifully scripted and, and all of that. And there are some scripted prayers that can help guide you Mm -hmm. and really give you the vocabulary that you need. But what God is really looking for is um, an intimate relationship, Mm -hmm. a contrite heart. He's looking for you to come to him like a friend and to uh, just engage in him with this two-way conversation. Most people approach prayer with their to-do lists, right? And they're Mm -hmm. jabbing away, they're either complaining, you know, or they're just asking, or they're making these declarations that aren't rooted in the will of God. And that's kind of where I differ from a lot of the the declarations that people make. Mm 
um, that are outside of a relationship where you're consulting with God about what it is that you have authority over, about what it is that you are purposed to do. And those are the things which he will give you the authority to begin making declarations for. But if those declarations do not line up with the will of God, no matter, no matter how many times you say it, it's not going to come to pass. You know, everybody in the world could be decreeing and declaring that they're going to win the lottery, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, if the if 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 a, a thing is not um, connected to the will of God, then you're just wasting your time, mm-hmm. right? You're, as James says, the book of James, you're praying for selfish ambition right away. James tells you there's many reasons why you are not getting answers from God. Number one, you're not praying at all or your prayer life is passive, or number two, you're praying, but you're praying amiss because you're only praying for your own selfish gain. One of the main uh, catalysts for this book was a quote that God gave me. Um, I stumbled across it and it just shook me in my core and changed the way that I thought about prayer. It said, if all your prayers were answered today, Would it change the world or just yours? And that gives you pause because Mm -hmm. most of our prayers are bound in temporary um, restraints. We are praying for the things that are pressing and that have to do with our personal lives right now. And we never step out of the realm of the temporary and tap into God's eternal plan for all of humanity and what part you have to play in it. Um, we're too busy paying for our bills to be paid. We're too busy praying for a husband or a spouse. And, and instead we should be praying that we would be transformed into a vessel that he can use to bring the glory of God to the earth, to bring heaven to earth. So, and prayer is a, definitely prayer is a two way conversation. Oftentimes we think that it's like a religious ceremonial thing that we do, that we come and we say, Oh, heavenly father, thou art, you know, all these fancy things. And the truth is that God just wants the authentic you and just pouring out yourself to him, you know, your troubles, your worries, your concerns, and your anxieties. It, it says that in the Bible to bring that before God. I mean, David, if you look at Psalms, he cried out to God about his enemies pursuing him. But it, in prayer, I felt like he found comfort every single time, even when he spoke of his troubles. In the end, he said, but you, O Lord, are my, my comfort and my shield and my fortress. And so I feel like prayer is not as much for God, but it's more for us because it's posturing us to receive what God has for us. He is the Alpha, the Omega. He is the everlasting God. He knows everything. And sometimes we approach prayer as if uh, we are trying to hide kind of like Adam and Eve in the garden, mm. um, our sin and our shame and our guilt and uh, the fact that we have not prayed in a long time. And now we come, you know, before God, like, I hope he doesn't strike me dead. Um But the truth is he wants that communication with you. And that's one of the things that we deal with, you know, in marriage. I feel like that's one of the challenges that people have is in communicating. It's the number one uh, challenge. Yeah. It's one of the things that we were suggested, like, uh, not suggested or recommended. What what am I trying to say? Um, uh, When we had, uh, when people were advising us when we were first getting married, one of the biggest things that they told us is to learn how to communicate. And that's like communicate, no problem, you know, but it it is, it's, it's hard 
to get past the fact that you're a male and female and then you have two different upbringings and then trying to communicate and make sure that you're not hurting each other's feelings. Um, It's a lot. There's definitely a lot. But, you know, to God, he wants us to come before him as children. And um, in, in those moments is when God will reveal himself to you and also reveal your purpose and what you're called to do in this earth and uh, the purpose that he's called you to fulfill, you know, as a single person or as a married individual, like what do you need to do to uh, pour into your spouse and to your children? This is what really prayer is. It's really posturing you to receive from the Lord. Yeah, for sure. And um, communication is the last step in the tabernacle before you step into the most holy place. And it's represented by the altar of incense. Mm -hmm. And if you've been around us any length of time, you know that the method that we use in dating and also in marriage um, for a marriage that brings forth the glory of God in the earth is the tabernacle of Moses, the outer court, which is the spiritual, the inner court, which is the soul, and the most holy place, which deals with uh, the the romance and the intimacy, sex, all of that good stuff, and the covenant, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but before you get into the covenant in the inner court, you're learning about that person's habits, routines, what their vision is for the future. Um, and then the last artifact is the altar of incense, which the book of Revelations and other scriptures speak of as the prayers of the saints lifted up to God as a sweet smelling fragrance. And and that's what your prayers are. But in your relationship, um, your prayer life will lend to a more effective uh, communication with your spouse mm-hmm. because it, to pray really means to surrender, surrender your will, your desire, your preferences, what you really want. And then when you go to your spouse, you've already surrendered to Christ. So what is it to submit to one another? Yeah, right. That's so true. And and so um, cr- communication is a bit of a tricky thing. There's three dimensions of communication that I want to just touch on. You have information. These are commands or expressions of need. And we're talking about prayer here, but we're also talking about how you communicate with your spouse. The second dimension of communication is intellectual. This is strategic discourse, and this is an exchange of ideas. And then the third level of communication or the third dimension is revelation. This Mm -hmm. is heart to heart. This is care, concern, empathy, deep understanding. Um, there was an author, his name is Ken Davis, who broke down these three dimensions of communication like this with this example. And I want to give this to you, uh, because it's really relevant, right? Let's just say you're talking with a coworker and that coworker sends you a text that says, don't forget the meeting today, 7.30 AM. This is the first level of communication because you've been informed, Mm -hmm. right? A need has been expressed. And um, that's pretty much it. The friendship hasn't been enhanced in any way. You haven't gone deep into that relationship. It's a straight point of action, right? But if your friend adds to that text, call me. I'm interested in what you think about the strategy we will be discussing in that meeting. 
Now this is a two-way communication mm. where you're taking that information to a secondary level and you're strategizing. Remember, we're talking about prayer and we're talking about communicating with your spouse. Now, if your friend adds to that text, I've missed you lately. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Now you've engaged the heart, right? Mm. You've engaged your emotions. And, you know, we like talking in threes, outer court, inner court, and holy of holies. And so I thought this would be relevant when looking at these three levels of communication. And you also communicate in three different ways, visually, Mm -hmm. right? You communicate auditorially and kinesthetically, right? So visually is your body language, right? You're, you're, You're talking with your eyes, your expression. That's why text messages can be really hard. Yeah. Most of your prayer lives look like a text message relationship with God, mm-hmm. right? It's surface level, straight information. This is what I want from you, God. And it goes no further, right? Auditorially means like you're you're communicating in a more effective way. Obviously, that's your voice. Kinesthetically means that there's some physical interaction, whether that be a hug, a handshake, an embrace, a kiss, Right. Mm -hmm. So it goes beyond just the body language and what you're saying to how you make each other feel. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe it was Martin Luther King Jr. who said this, but I could be totally wrong. So don't quote me on this. But there is a quote that says, you know, people will not often remember what you say, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Mm. And that is true in marriage, right? But that speaks to the mystery of prayer also. Because prayer isn't just the words that you're saying, but it's the positioning of your heart in how you're saying what you're saying. Romans 8.26 says, when I don't have the words to, to pray, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for me with groanings that cannot be uttered. And that's one of my favorite scriptures. And it speaks to just this yearning that you have in prayer and a, and a sound that only God can understand. And it's the sound of the Spirit. And the same is true about your communication with your spouse is that, you know, getting to know one another and creating rhythms and how you communicate and learning to communicate beyond barking at each other, the needs that you have, it, it, it speaks to this supernatural connection where you can look at each other in a moment of deep pain or grief and be able to relate and understand or be sitting next to each other in a room. And have this unspoken, almost like telepathic communication mm-hmm. that is beyond words. Yeah, if you're not intentional in that pursuit, you know, of your spouse, then you don't truly know their heart. You don't truly know what they're saying and why they're saying this and where they're coming from. And it's the same thing with prayer. If we don't understand the heart of God, then we will always be lost, especially in the times of hardship. We're like, we're lost. We don't know what we're doing, where we're going, um, look at the world and all this stuff. And it's going to affect us. So God wants us to be rooted and grounded in in him and the reason for that is because he is the source and prayer connects you to that eternal source and we've talked so much about you know even in marriage that your husband or your wife will never be able to fulfill you know all the areas of your soul or the pain you know most of the people that have hardships the one of the biggest things that they say is i'm not happy anymore um 
you know, or I'm disappointed. And it's because they've put so much expectation on their spouse that should have never been on there. And this is why prayer is so important because you are laying those burdens down before God Mm. and he heals and restores so that when you come together, um, there's this mutual understanding and there's this mutual exchange. Again, remember how we were talking about in our previous podcast about the love languages. I think if you don't have prayer life, you are more self-seeking. So you're going to try to get uh, a person to fill your need and how do I need to be loved? And this person is not feeling that. But when you're connected to the source, you understand that it's beyond you. It's not just for me. It's how can I serve my spouse? How can I serve the world around me? You're going to learn how to love your spouse and the people around you with their love language, not with yours. You know, it's very selfish to love somebody, you know, with your love language and expect that they're going to feel that love. It's harder. It's harder to love somebody with a love language that you may not understand. But, you know, that's what God does to us. He comes down to our level, even though he's God and he knows all the things that all of our thoughts and all of our actions, he comes down to our level so that, you know, we can receive him as he is. And he wants to call us higher. And that's what prayer is, is calling us higher. You know, and when it comes to these three dimensions of communication in prayer, yes, there are times when we just need someone to talk to. And our prayers to God look like frustration, looks Mm -hmm. like screaming at the wall, or it looks like tears streaming down your face. But um, at some point, that has to go to the second level, which is that strategic discourse where you're exchanging ideas with God and you're allowing him to put his thumb on the place that makes you feel most uncomfortable so that he can adjust whatever is in you that needs to be adjusted. Um, to a course correct if you've gone off course, to uh, to confront levels of sin in your life and and be able to bring you into a more righteous way of living. And those strategic conversations that you have with God, because remember, it's two ways, you will understand your identity, your purpose will be revealed. And yes, God will begin to help you navigate your relationships more strategically. And that's where marriage comes in. And then not only that, prayer and worship are inextricably connected. So you go from that intellectual strategic discourse, and it is sealed with this heart-to-heart contact, this worship that comes from your spirit, where you fully submit to that strategy that God has given you in prayer. And the same is to be said about your marriage as well. When you're praying for your spouse, it's hard to be angry at someone that that you're praying for. Mm-hmm. It's hard to hold unforgiveness in your heart for towards someone that you're praying for. And so if you have any level of bitterness in your heart, that's why the Bible says, pray for your enemy. And I know we're talking about spouses here, but sometimes... Even though you're in the covenant, it can feel like your spouse is the enemy. Mm -hmm. But when you go to God in prayer, releasing those offenses, releasing that unforgiveness, he will be able to mend that relationship. And then when you go to them, you won't come uh, to that communication with your spouse from a place of brokenness and pain, but you'll come from a place of wholeness. Yeah, that's so good. And be able to rightfully express yourself, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot when it comes to prayer. Um, but 
just breaking it down to the least common denominator, it's communication, communication with God, etc. Um, if you want to know a more detailed uh, blueprint of how to pray and you want to understand the different facets of prayer from prayers of supplication to spiritual warfare. What is spiritual warfare? What is intercession? Intercession simply means standing in the gap between uh, God and a person who is in dire need, right? So you are a person bridging that gap, bringing someone's need to the Lord on their behalf. And that's as simple as you can describe intercession. And yes, um, wives have this unique ability to intercede for their husbands and their family because of the prophetic nature that's built within the DNA of a woman. And we are going to be breaking that down in the next couple of weeks. Next week, we're going to be talking about a praying husband, and we're also going to be talking about a praying wife. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? And the pray prayers of a husband are different from the prayers of a wife. And the prayers of a husband include the power of a blessing. And um, a wife has a different kind of unique strategy. Her prayers are revealing in nature and prophetic in nature. But that's as far as I'm going to go. I know. I was about to say, you're We're not going to jump fully into that. conversation of next week. <laughs> yes. But today, as we start this conversation, praying your I do's, we just wanted to give you kind of a simple lay of the land when it comes to prayer. And you know where a great place to start is? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our trespass as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Give us this day our daily bread. Um, and I can go on and on and on. It's in the book of Matthew, but it's also in the book of Luke. And it's not about reciting this prayer. Jesus was not giving them a script. He was giving them a blueprint. And so if you want to know what prayer is all about, just go to that prayer and begin to break it down. Where does prayer start? Our father, recognizing that he's a father, right? A good father who gives good gifts to his children, who cares for us, who art in heaven. That means your position in prayer is from a heavenly perspective. Hallowed be thy name. Prayer begins with thanksgiving and worship. Right? It's good. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It's you, before you ask anything, submitting to the will of his kingdom in the earth and what that means for your life and even how it may make you uncomfortable. You're saying, thy will be done. Right? Mm -hmm. And you so continue good. on forward. You talk about forgiveness. You talk about your daily devotional life. You talk about um, releasing God's glory into the earth. There's so much there go there in the book of Matthew and Luke. Just look up the Lord's Prayer online. It's not a script. It's a blueprint. But if you want to join us for this um, Praying Your I Do's Challenge, you can text us. Victoria, why don't you tell them how they can join the challenge? Yeah, so it's a three-day Praying Your I Do's Challenge and we're going to host it September 21st through the 23rd. And all you have to do is text I do to 864-428-7131. Again, that number is 864-428-7131. We're going to do three days of praying for your spouse. It's going to be incredible. Yes. So make sure you join us. Text that number. And um, until next time, why don't you hit that share button? Subscribe and like if you're on YouTube or wherever you're watching this. 
give us a rating. Um, so far, we have a five-star rating on Apple, and we appreciate that. And yes. the feedback that we've gotten is so incredible. So um, glad that we decided to start Needed Conversations mm -hmm. a couple years ago. And we'll be continuing this conversation, praying your I do's next week. Yes. Join us next week for Needed Conversations. God bless. Thank you.